Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. So in uh, just about one hour, the Senate will gavel itself back in and begin what I understand to be four hours of debate over whether or not to call additional witnesses that could then be followed by a vote, a vote where we understand there aren't enough senators that would vote for witnesses, meaning would we then be at the end? Yeah, I mean, with this story going from, yes, they have the votes. No, they don't have the votes. Yes, they have. I mean, it's tough to kind of follow. Right now, it appears it would be 50-50 in the Senate. I don't think four hours of debate, which is just ludicrous to me over whether or not you should be voting on something that people have pretty much made their minds up already about. Just vote already, will you? Um, But I don't think anybody's mind has been changed. I think we we are quite possibly... Looking at a 50-50 vote on witnesses. Okay. If that were to happen here today. For example. What happens next? Well, you've got scholars from, you know, legal scholars from all over the country that have been chiming in on this. And just like with a lot of things, when it comes to law, it's an interpretation of it. Of what could happen. From what I understand, Chief Justice Roberts, who's presiding over the case, could vote. Could. Could. Doesn't say he necessarily Doesn't have to. Isn't prevented from it. So let's say he doesn't, because that's kind of where I think he would go on this. The most 50-50, they stand there, everybody looks at Judge Roberts, and he goes, goes, no, No, I'm not chiming on this. You guys figure this out. It's not up to me. It's a tie. At that point in time, it's possible that uh, Adam Schiff from the House management team asks the chief justice to rule on subpoenaing witnesses, kind of going around the vote and asking the chief justice, because if you read different articles and so on and so forth, they say that he could have the power to make that decision, but it's not abundantly clear. If the chief justice believes, I'm going to paraphrase here, please. Please, go for it. uh, Believes that additional witnesses, evidence, testimony are needed or relevant, he could or she could make that decision. Could. Could. Doesn't have to. Really? Is it forbidden from it? And so there's a whole lot of. If this, then that could have, should have, would have. There's a whole maybe. It is as clear as mud. Yeah. But that's where we're at right now. And if it goes down 50 50 and Chief Justice Roberts doesn't want to get involved, or if he's asked to get involved with subpoenas and he says no, No or it goes down 51-49. I I mean, we are assuming every Democrat is voting for witnesses. I think every Democrat will vote for witnesses. I don't know if every Democrat will vote for impeachment. And we're assuming that there are three Republicans that are going to go with Democrats. I do think it's interesting because, again, I, I, I don't understand why we continue to have this debate. What debate? The facts as presented have been accepted by both sides. The lawyers for the White House acknowledge and accept what has been testified to what happened on the call and the motivation behind it. The facts are not in dispute. The remedy is in dispute. Removal from office. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's what's in dispute. And you even had Senator Alexander, Lamar Alexander, who is retiring... He's a Republican from Tennessee, uh, been there since the beginning of time. Okay, he looks like what you think a senator from Tennessee would look like. All right. Old and white. It's 108, yes. I believe. Don't quote me on that. 
But listen to what he said last night mm. when he was a maybe and then came out last night and said no witness for him. Here's what he said. He's, this is a quote. I'm going to read the quote. It was inappropriate for the president to ask a foreign leader to investigate his a political opponent and withhold United States aid to encourage the investigation. Agreed. And I think that that's been the position of a lot of Republicans, I've heard them say. Okay. So we agree on the facts. Okay. The facts are the president asked a foreign leader to investigate his political opponent and used U.S. foreign aid as leverage to start an investigation. I'm anticipating a but. No, there is no but. So he admits that. Okay. Still says there's nothing wrong with it. Well, I mean, what he's what he's saying there is it doesn't rise to the level of removal. So from what office. does it rise to the level of? Because my concern is, and I, I the good news is in in two, in 2020, we'll have plenty of video, audio, and transcripts. So when a president with a D next to their name yeah. does the exact yeah. same thing and says. Well, you guys said it was okay for Trump to do it, mm -hmm. so I'm going to engage with insert country here to, uh, I will give you $500 million in aid if you dig up dirt on my Republican opponent. You're going to be okay with it? See, I'm consistent. I'm not okay with it at any point. Neither am I. And, and I think that you bring up an excellent point there in that the precedent that is being set right now is one that I think is very dangerous. It's right for, versus wrong. For both sides for both and you know you know who pays the price for that we do yeah well, how about this do you believe we have free and fair elections I and did. can you have can you have free and fair <laughs> I, elections I if it is okay for a president to solicit dirt or just stir up questions about political opponents does that lead to free and fair elections i would argue it doesn't foreign involvement in our elections and then when you're withholding money used to be money, against the law when you're when you're withholding money or you're dangling it like you know a carrot th that's our money like, yes that's using ours. my taxpayer yes. dollars to get to to personally benefit you politically it's a lot i mean there is a lot to digest. are you okay with the precedence that's being set because what i hear from the republican senators are this is now a power the president has and there will be no punishment for that now what should the punishment be again we can have that debate is it removal from office should it have been censured here's, i don't know, you know should here's, you pass a law saying you can't do this i don't know here's what i'm disappointed in and, and i think that you know history is not going to look back favorably upon today i i honestly do not when our elected you know senators had an opportunity to to vote to listen because I'm, I'm assuming the vote doesn't go through for witnesses okay so that's my speculation that's what i believe right now but they they have an opportunity to get more information to get more facts and i always come from the side of if you're going to make a big decision whether that is to take a job to buy a house to have a baby to get married whatever it may be personally if you're going to make a big decision you get all the information you can at this point in time to make the best decision possible even even that that area over here that makes you uncomfortable and gives you anxiety you got to explore it because if you don't you make a decision without that it can come back to bite you in the butt months down the road and i think that is what republicans are setting themselves up for you right see now. that and i don't think they're i, I okay so i hear so i think the calculation is they are not worried about down the road they're worried about a mean tweet tonight 
And but you're, okay, so you're playing the short game and not the all, long game. You tell me one of them that plays the long game. But that's, you know what the long but, game but is there's for a them? Danger. My next re-election. It, but that's the danger. So the short game tonight is a mean tweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. The the long game is re-election. Mm-hmm. And and is it re-election for you? Is it re-election for the party? I, I think that most people listening right now are just over it, are just so over it. And, and I think that, you know, you look at the polling numbers and 75 percent of Americans want to he- think that the Senate should vote to hear witnesses. And, and, and so, less than 50 percent of the Senate believe so. Fair enough. <laughs> but the, if you're not listening to what your constituents want, then you are going to pay a price in the long game. So while you may not want to mean tweet tonight, well, the fact that we can't get Americans to agree on 75 percent of anything nowadays, but but they agree on that. You don't think there's going to be ramifications for that later on down the line in the long game? Every senator who is going to vote against witnesses and every senator who is going to vote against acquittal does not believe it's going to hurt them politically. Or else they would. Yeah. They are making a every vote from here on out. Pamela is a political vote. Because there was never going to be two-thirds to remove. So every vote is about a signal to your constituents. Mm. Every vote. And if you don't understand, I'm not saying you specifically, if you don't understand why your senator is voting a certain way, then maybe you need to look at the polling data in your district and go, oh, okay, that's why they're voting that way. All right. Yeah, they, they, they understand which way the wind's blowing. Or they're not up for re-election for four years or six, whatever. And you know what they know? This won't be the thing that I either get reelected on or don't get elected. So, okay, along those lines, along those lines, then what do you say about the the senators who are not running for Mm reelection? Lamar Alexander isn't correct. He's retiring and says what the president did was wrong. I still don't care. What does that mean? I I don't know. Lamar Alexander is not given an explanation other than. Yeah, president shouldn't do that. Moving on. Okay. Well, that'll show him. Yeah, I will, I'll expect no other president to ever do that. <laughs> Whatever. So, here's the deal. The, um... Uh, what are you looking for here? Sorry. You're looking for what's oh, going up next yeah. here? Super Bowl, So, buddy. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously, it's on Sunday. But, many of you... This might be literally the only football game or football game party you attend all year long. Uh-huh. We're going to give you a bit of a primer. Super Bowl essentials. If you know nothing about the foosball, stick around and we'll try to explain it to you. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Okay. I know for a lot of people this Sunday, they are going to be glued to a television because they're huge foosball fans. They're X's and O's people, and they're fascinated by the matchup. There's other people that really like chips and dip. That's me. And, oh my God, that was the cutest commercial. Look at the puppies. Oh, I want to watch the puppy bowl. Right? Yeah. If you know nothing about football, and you're afraid of attending that Super Bowl party this Sunday, and being put in the awkward position of being asked a question that is related in some way, shape, or form to the actual flipping game, we're here to help. Yeah, you know what? Um, this is this is you guys actually helping me out, and and I, oh, okay. I, I, right. I will admit this. We've got super producer Stevie Z in, in the studio with us because he's going to be helping me, and he's going to be helping you. I knew. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I knew one of the two teams playing. 
Only one. Only one of Wh- the two. Which, which one? one? The 49ers. Okay, okay. you got yeah. that part And the only right. reason why oh. is because I'm doing like Super Bowl squares. And, and I remember like the team that was on the left side and not the team that's on the top as to... No, but that's good because a lot of people are going to be doing Super Bowl <laughs> squares or other things. kinds of yeah. betting. And there are some things that some basic things that so, might help. So okay, help Feezy is our sports expert. Wait, wait, in here. Okay, can we just, who's, what's the second team? The oh, second the yeah. second team that's that will be playing Pamela. against the 49ers. Yeah, somebody is will show up. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. From Kansas City, surprisingly enough. Okay. Okay. So it's the Chiefs and the Niners. Uh, some context. The Chiefs have not been to the Super Bowl in fifty years. They went to Super Bowl four. Four. This is Super Bowl fifty four. So that's fifty years. It's been a hot minute. It's fifty years. Okay, they I'm, haven't been. I'll trust uh, your math on the that. The Niners haven't gone in eight years. It was 2012. They lost to the Ravens. You guys might remember wow. that one. That was Colin Kaepernick was a quarterback. Oh, that's by the way, right. wow. who? Yeah, no, I know exactly. that one. I know that one. Come um, on. Some basics. The basics. Chiefs. Yes, they like to throw the ball. They're a throwing a lot, they, and they have a quarterback that likes to throw the they ball. They do. Who's their quarterback? That would be Patrick Mahomes. Okay, who just won the MVP. Last year, not, Last the, year not this MVP. past season, but the, the year before. Could win it this year? Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, he, he could. could, I guess, yeah. It's probably going to be Lamar Jackson probably. of the Ravens, but P- Patrick keep, Mahomes keep is simple, awesome. Keep it simple, guys. Keep yeah. it simple. You're throwing a lot of names at me here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, basically MVP, yeah. amazing arm. Yes. A lot of people compare him to Brett Favre. Wow. Favre. Uh, but probably Favre. the number one thing about him, though, is yes. his incredible voice. I mean, it, it, you can't ignore that guy. That guy's open every <laughs> single time he's in the right spot. Are you literally laughing at him? <laughs> Okay, the fact that he sounds like Kermit the Frog is not his fault. I yeah. mean, it, it, you can't ignore that guy. That guy's open every single time he's in the right spot. That's great. I that's, like that him is, now. That is Patrick. And it, like gets, it gets even funnier after games, after he's like been yelling a lot. Because uh, his voice is even raspier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I kind of yeah. like him. But he has definitely like got Kermit in there. So that that's actually one of the headlines. But the other one is his coach, Andy Reid, who is sixth all-time in wins in the NFL as a head coach. I did not know that. But has never won a Super Bowl no, ah. no, as a head that. coach. Doesn't have he a won, ring. He, he won one at, with the Packers when he was an assistant in the 90s. Little known fact about uh, Andy Reid. He's also never passed up a buffet. Well, he is kind of known as one of the bigger coaches. He also has a Dude, really great mustache. That was mean. Was it was kind of mean. Wow. Okay, sorry. He does kind of look like a walrus, though. He decided with his, like you? a walrus. With his uh, mustache? Yeah, it's and pretty great. his belly. Um, he did <laughs> lose a Super Bowl as a head coach in 2004 uh, to the Patriots. Who hasn't? Which is interesting because the head coach of the other team, Kyle yes. Shanahan, Shanahan, is the son of... Of Mike Shanahan, I know him. Okay. who won several Super Bowls as a coach with Denver, correct? Right. So I Kyle, was at one of those. Also interesting is Kyle was in charge of the offense of the Falcons just two or three years oh, ago God. when the Falcons played in the Super Bowl, okay. and they lost to the Patriots. Who do we expect to win this game? I mean, like, Ooh. is there a favorite? Is there a team that like it's you know, really people, close? Is it? it? Are they pretty evenly the, split? The Chiefs are favored to win. By one point, yes. in oh, Vegas. Wow. So the, and that's just the betting numbers. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there there certainly is. This is going to be an interesting battle between two teams with very different styles. You could oh, argue. completely different because, like I said, the Chiefs throw the ball a lot. They a can lot. run a little bit, but they're known for throwing. The 49ers are known for defense and running. Yeah. That's very old school. So this is like the unstoppable object meeting an immovable wall. What happens? Force. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like it. It's going to be an interesting Super Bowl. And it's, and it's in Miami, isn't it? It's in it? Miami. This, okay. is, this is a party, guys. What about the quarterback for San Francisco? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. What do we know about him? He actually has two Super Bowl rings already. That's not what I know about As Tom Brady's backup. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, he's also super sexy. That's, I think that's probably what Pamela's. Okay, I was not at. expecting the word sexy coming out of your mouth. I thought you could have said good looking. Sexy back. You could have said handsome devil. 
I like the sexy part. I'm comfortable admitting he's sexy. So now you know a little bit more about the Super Bowl, at least the football angle of and it. And who that the you, hot quarterback is. That you didn't like know. Like the important stuff. And where's the chip and dip? You promised chips and dip. Yeah, that's going to be a, a given. So let's say you are one of those that is actually going to Miami. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of security that goes into the Super Bowl, but what sort of security would they have for the coronavirus? You have security for coronavirus? People coming from all over the world in a tight, cramped place. Mm. Do people from China come for the Super Bowl? Darn skippy they do. We're talking about it next. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. We've just mentioning the Super Bowl, a lot of parties you might be going to, but here's something. And again, not to be a fearmonger, not to be a scaremonger, but there's a lot of security that goes into a Super Bowl. Remember when it was to. here? Uh, yeah. uh, you, know, you had Homeland Security. You've got snipers on rooftops, well, etc. I mean, you also have like uh, you know airspace. You can't the restricted can't fly airspace. over yeah. it. Thank you very much. Um, but how would you protect and or prevent? Something like the coronavirus from spreading at a international sporting event where people from all over the world are gathered in one stadium. Well, I mean, you also got to keep in mind that from what I understand in Miami, there are no direct flights from China. OK, <laughs> that being said, the find Miami- it hard that the people in Wuhan don't want to spend the week on the beach. Right. They do. But they just have to go to some other it. place. They gotta, gotta, you got to connect. Somewhere. You got to change planes in Atlanta. Right. No matter what you do, you're going to change planes in Atlanta. Uh, but Miami Airport has set up a, a coronavirus screening point just as an added precaution okay. because it's not as though when you're walking into the stadium, they're going to be taking your temperature. No. All right. That's not what's going to happen here. But when it comes to travel and the coronavirus outbreak, I mean, things are changing. We know that the World Health Organization Ooh. has, uh, you know, declared that this is a, a global epidemic. What does that mean? And I'm not exactly sure. OK, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I think it frees up. Then? I think it frees up money and I think oh, it okay. frees up resources. But you also have, I mean, th- that's, those are like government, you know, agencies, so to speak. Sure. You, have, you have businesses, right. companies, Private companies that are making their own decisions on this as well. And you may have heard yesterday that uh, American airline pilots were suing their business because they don't want to fly to yeah, China. I thought that was a pretty extraordinary move when you literally had the pilots union for American Airlines threatened to and apparently moving forward with a lawsuit so that their pilots would not have to fly to and from Japan. Uh, no, China. No, no longer a lawsuit because American has announced this morning that they are immediately suspending their services to China. Now, they're not the only ones, right? Through Mar- well, immediately oh, okay. they're the first. Yeah, right. so American immediately can't get to China through March 27th. Hmm. Then you have uh, Delta. Delta says it, too, is going to stop flying to China, but you're going to be able to get there for the next few days because they're not going to be starting that until February 6th. But they say from February 6th through April 30th, they will not be flying to mainland China. Wow. Then you got United. Okay. All right. United is, is, is likely to follow suit, but right now they've just cut a significant amount of their flights. You can still actually get one, but it's going to be hard because there's just... A handful. Now, all of that is going on as our State Department okay. has advised all of us against 
traveling to, you guessed it, China. Are we going to see those little signs? Are any of you old enough to remember that when you used to go to the airport way back in the way, way back, probably 1900s, if not early 2000s, there was always a sign. And there was a sign when you went through security that said, the U.S. State Department suggests you don't travel to Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> because it's lovely this time of year. And it year, was the but... only place they always told me never to travel to Lagos, Nigeria. And by the way, the only thing I know about Lagos, Nigeria is it's a place the State Department said don't go to. Now we're going to get don't travel to Lagos, Nigeria or China. Now, I mean, I'll say the very obvious here. China is like an economic powerhouse. There are plenty of, well, it is a, for a couple reasons. One, it's a manufacturing base for a lot of American companies or importers. Quick, the thing you just bought on Amazon, where was it made? China. Yeah. Everything in Walmart, China. Um, Secondly, you have the Chinese market is huge for American businesses and services to sell things over there. So there's plenty of trade, people going back and forth, and we've already seen some shaking in the stock market. You say shaking? Okay, I'm being kind. It is down over 500 points right now. Because if China, in effect, is shut down in any way, shape, or form, it will impact the global economy pretty darn quick. Pretty darn quick. So we are starting to see... What do you want to call it? The ripple effect of the coronavirus. Everything from American pilots refusing to fly uh, to the State Department saying don't fly there. And it is having that that impact right now. Uh, You're looking at, you know, technology stocks. They're losing a lot. You know, you look at Apple, who who relies a lot on the people of China to buy their stuff, too. I mean, make it and buy it and all those types of things. And and, and China is, is at a standstill. Right now, um, you also have a lot of, of other businesses right now that that are that are losing money. You've got the United, American, and Delta. Like we said, the, these companies that have either suspended flights, will be suspending flights, or have only let a couple get out. Uh-huh. World Health Organization Ooh. declared a pandemic a global emergency. Um, what that what that says is it's now a significant risk to other countries, and, and that we as a a planet need to respond. And when you start talking like that, it freaks me out a bit. Well, and I've been very measured in, yeah. in, in my response to this because I do feel like there there's panic where it's unnecessary in the United States. What's happening in China? Much I, more I, I, I get the panic that they've got in China to a certain degree, but that's not our reality here right now. Here's here okay, so and we don't want it to become and that's why you've got those flights canceled. Using that as an example, I think that our healthcare system, the Western world yeah. Has an ability to deal with this, has an ability to deal with it properly, can control, can treat, etc. Full stop. Do you believe that some of these second or third world countries can do the same? Do you believe that the way they deal with the coronavirus in Japan, where they have the, uh, a case there, is the same way they're going to deal with it in India or Pakistan or Lagos, Nigeria? Do you, do you see you know what I'm what? saying? Keep bringing up Lagos. Well, I'm gonna, you're hating on him, man. Well, I know that I can't fly there, which probably <laughs> means people can't fly here. So I'm not worried about a, a Lagosians coming after <laughs> you're, you're me. You're offending them. Lagosians? No, I think you, I think you bring but up you a, a good saying? point there. Yes, the uh, the healthcare system in Japan versus the healthcare system in India. I got to believe it's vastly different. It is vastly different. And when you're also looking at density of populations, oh, China you are my density. Or, or, or in, in, yes. in uh, uh, India... 
very different than Japan. Um, yeah. It, 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 this, yeah. I mean, come on. It's going to get worse before it gets better. That's inevitable. Just how bad is it going to get? And, and, and to what lengths do we go to? Again, th- this is like the flu. It is not a death sentence when you get it. Now, that doesn't mean I want to get doesn't it. doesn't mean you want it. I'm just offering that as a perspective for you to calm down the anxiety that I know okay. some people are okay. feeling on okay. this. Switching gears, I got a question for you. Do you shop for gas? What do you mean? Do you compare prices? Do you check out first? Do you go over there because it's cheaper than over here? Mm, no. Yeah, most of you don't. And because of it, Phoenix, uniquely, is probably overpaying for gas. And we'll give you an example of the range going on just here in the valley right now. That's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. You know, a a lot of us, I I say us, let's leave me out of this. A lot of you are uh, good shoppers. You uh, you pay attention specifically to prices. You know the difference. Maybe groceries, right? And you know, well, that's a good place to get this, that. You pay attention, you shop. Do you do the same for gas? Or do you just assume that the price of gas is the same everywhere? I don't assume that the price of gas is the same everywhere, but I buy it at the same places all the time. Regardless. I mean, like when you talk about do you price shop? Yeah, I mean, like when you're talking about the price of like chicken thighs, I know the good price of chicken thighs. Seriously. And I will go somewhere. If you get like 99 cent chicken thighs, I'm down. Is that a pound? Yes. Because I honestly Are would you have serious? had. I would have had no idea what chicken thighs go for. If you go somewhere and it's like two ninety nine a pound, I'm like ain't nobody got money for that. No, I literally have no idea. See, because I actually do the grocery shopping in the house. You like how just, much is milk? Well, we we do the organic milk, so it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I have no idea normal. what milk costs. Yeah, our milk is like three fifty. I don't drink it, a lot of it, but I have no idea what it costs. Okay. But I, I, I also know what a gallon of gas costs on average because there's about like five gas stations that I'll go to depending on where I am when I find out that I'm low on gas because nobody pays attention to that. I don't. I get yelled at by my husband for that all the time. But there is a new gas buddy survey out that says, Bruce, I'm overpaying for gas by like a lot. Yes. And it finds out that according to Gas Buddy, which is an app out there that, that helps people find gas prices, we in Phoenix are number one. And we're number one on some on a list you probably don't want to be. The list of where drivers pay more than you have to for gas. 50, okay. 59% of Let's go with people 60. in 60%, <laughs> almost 6 in 10 of you, yeah. um, pay higher than the average gas price in Phoenix. Okay, but when you say higher than the average gas price... It could price, be a penny. See, and that's the thing. But it could be a lot more. Because I'm not driving all over town looking to save a penny. I'm just not. Not happening. But here's what it comes down to. When you take a look at it in Phoenix, we overpay, according to the study, 27 cents a gallon. No way! When you take a look at where you can get gas cheaper and what people actually end up paying, it works out to 27 cents. See, you know, I, I don't... I don't know if I buy all this. You're not buying it. I don't know. Because. Port okay. KY. Well, I realize that if you get gas right off of the freeway, you're going to spend a premium for that. Right. Do you think most people know that? That, that around airports and uh, freeways or major intersections, gas is more expensive. I think, you if think you, people I, know that? I think if you commute, 
You know that. Okay. And I think if you rent cars, I do. You know that. I never fill up near. Exactly. So it it depends on your lifestyle. They might as well just have a gun when you fill up near an airport. Yeah. Is this $8 a gallon? What is this? And a leg. It's ridiculous. I got a flight to catch. I don't got time to look for a gas station. But like for someone like me who lives in Gilbert and commutes to Phoenix every single day, there there is, there are those times where, you know, I'm on the 51. I'm like, whoa, I got to fill up. And and there's a little Chevron station right here off of uh, Glendale. Yes. That's right off the 51, and, right. and and I go there a lot. Okay. Now, do I spend more there? Probably. Yes. Than the gas station that is in the heart of Gilbert like and far away from like mm-hmm. the 202, the 60, or the 101. But when I say pay more, like I pay attention to gas prices, and. Like, it's usually within, like, three or four cents. It's not 27 by any way, shape, or form. Uh, You're looking at the Gas Buddy app right now. You can get gas for, let's see, the cheapest in Phoenix. And we're we're talking the city of Phoenix right now. Just play along. I'm looking at it. It doesn't give me area. I'm looking at Phoenix right now. $2.75 $2.75 a gallon. Now, okay, when you're looking at that app, are there, a, are there a, a series of gas stations that are offering it at $2? Three. In the entire city of Phoenix? Correct. Okay, what's the next large clump of pricing? Do you two know? Se- two seventy-seven, two cents up. Okay. But it goes all the way up to, and you can find gas in the city of Phoenix for $3.40. <laughs> But that's also the on, the that's, outlier. Maybe do the. Two- but that's the outlier. It's like the Russian judge and the American judge. You got to throw them out. What's it in the middle? That's a sixty-five. I just did the math. That's a math. sixty-five cent difference per gallon, now that's depending sizable. on where you stop. Sure, and, and if you're filling up your gas tank, that's sizable. Mm. But it, it's also one of those things where I think, on average. You, you may see like a nickel swing, and I don't know how many people are going to drive out of their way to save a nickel. I know that there are some listening, and I'm not trying to be like elitist about this, but I mean, I'm being real. I feel I have like five gas stations I go to, depending on when I go, whoa, I only have 10 miles left in the tank, which also ticks my husband off. Um, but I don't pick them on you're, pricing. You're more like, likely to overpay for gas on Tuesday, by the way. How do they know? This isn't all data. Because the Energy Information Weekly Gas and Oil Report comes out, and that's when the prices change. Oh, I think we're all waiting for that report. I wait every Tuesday for that. By the way, I've gotten called on the carpet by Lagosians. (laughs) There are. It's pronounced Lagos, uh, says Twitter. And... um, by the way, says that it, it probably was back in the late 90s when we had a military head of state who was tyrannical, which is a good reason not to go to Lagos, but it's perfectly okay now, I'm told. So, good to know. Look, Just don't go to China. Lagosians. There are Lagosians in Phoenix. Well, hi welcome, to both of you. and thank you. Both of you, I welcome you to listening. We're the official, we have an eclectic bunch that listen, you know? The, I like it. The official radio of Lagosians. <laughs> A lot of you are going <coughs> to get sick on Monday. The Super Bowl flu is coming. How are you getting out of work? We're talking about it next.